in my mind, I sort of personify the months of the year. And I feel like June shows up with her arms wide open, wearing a skirt, and she has a wide grin across her face. And she's welcoming all of us to slow down, to read more, and to take the long way home. Man, I feel like we need more writers who aren't afraid to stop shipping for a while. Uh Uh-huh. So how does that feel? Sweet, inviting, scary, impossible. Welcome to the Hope Writer Podcast. Whether you're a dreamer, beginner, longtime blogger, future author, or already published, if you want your writing to give others hope, welcome home. We want to give you hope. This is episode nine of season one, How Summer Changes the Writing Life. You could also call it How to Take a Break. How's that sound, huh? This is the last episode of season one before the Hope Writer podcast takes a break for the summer. The whole idea of being a Hope Writer is that first you have hope, then you can give it. But to have hope, you need to feel its heartbeat along with yours. But it's hard to feel that hope when you're constantly active and moving and producing. So we need seasons of slowing down, however we can get them, so that we can experience and feel the hope we want to give. For some, summer can be a natural opportunity for that slowdown, but even if summer isn't that opportunity for you, this episode is a nice conversation on what slowing down on purpose can look like. Emily and Michaelin share what they're doing to make the most of this summer for them. Over time, they've learned how important a break is, and they work hard for months to be able to take one. Crazy as it seems, it can take courage, planning, and effort to rest. But it's worth it. Just planning a break and knowing you have one coming can be life-giving. And before we're done, you'll also hear some book talk for some summer reading ideas, too. That's on the way. The Hope Writer Podcast is brought to you by Hope Writers, an online membership community for writers of hope. We know how lonely and overwhelming this writing life can be. That's why we started Hope Writers. Hope Writers is closed now to new members, though, for the summer. But you can get on the wait list for the reopening this fall. Just visit HopeWriters.com slash trial, and we'll notify you when Hope Writers reopens, and you can take advantage of the $1 trial to try out Hope Writers for a week. We'd love to connect with you soon inside Hope Writers when we reopen. Your hosts on the Hope Writer podcast and at Hope Writers are sisters and authors Emily P. Freeman and Michael and Smith, bloggers for 10 years, and they've written a bunch of books between them, marketing and tech guru Brian Dixon, who also writes books, and I'm Gary Moreland, Michael and Emily's dad. I'm writing my first book right now. The previous episode of the Hope Writer podcast, learn from our idiot moves with embarrassing, real idiot moves we've done, and some we're still doing. Things can seem like a good idea at the time, but later, it's just the opposite. But we can learn from it and laugh at ourselves and use it to motivate ourselves to not be an idiot, right? You'll hear Brian's story of how not to get an editor's attention, Emily's story of how you can be clueless on marketing and yet survive. I'll share how to never get any writing projects done, an idiot move I still struggle with, that has a cure that Brian will share, plus lots more of how you can learn from your idiot moves and keep moving. That's the previous episode, episode eight of season one, Learn From Our Idiot Moves. This episode, episode nine, How Summer Changes the Writing Life, or you can call it How to Take a Break. Emily and Michaelin share how they're thinking and what they're doing to make the most of this summer as moms and writers. As Emily says, the internet is not going to take time off this summer. But we can. But first, what is summer? Well, I always think about, this is so dumb, but I always think about like listeners who are in the Southern Hemisphere. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. And they're 
do they they don't call it summer, right? Even though it's June, July, and August. So. Or is there summer cold, or do they call it winter? I think they call it winter. <laughs> That's what I I have no I have zero confidence in talking about it because I don't right. know. But remember when Tish went? I was just going to bring that up. Read or switch only reference at Christmas. What is it? <laughs> she went for Christmas hot, and they cooked outside. But was it Christmas in winter or in the summer? It was summer there. It's it was summer for everyone. Yeah. But like. Just. Yes. No. It's December. The months <laughs> don't change no matter where you live. It's, it's they December don't, for everyone. It's not like they're having December right now. Okay. <laughs> so but it's what? not summer for everyone. But I think they call it winter when it's cold out. Like they're getting. Like I remember somebody <laughs> saying, oh, it's April. It's turning to autumn. Oh, my gosh. And I was like, I would just need to start over like I just couldn't I can't think that way but some people can't think our way right nor should they be forced to no so apologies (laughs) (laughs) when I think of summer obviously it's like time off right but like their kids don't have time off in the winter right but I mean their summer (laughs) well I don't know (laughs) in July I hate everything no in December at Christmas they get three months off (laughs) (laughs) that must be right that's so smart they are smarter than us brilliant yeah okay so that's that's just an aside okay i think they'll figure it out i mean we have to figure it out when they talk about things (laughs) (laughs) yeah like i have to know what on the barbie means (laughs) (laughs) and it doesn't mean on my dolls no (laughs) oh gosh well the thing is from September to May in the Northern Hemisphere, it's like I have all these agendas. But in my mind, I sort of personify the months of the year. And I feel like June shows up with her arms wide open, wearing a skirt. And she has a wide grin across her face. And she's welcoming all of us to slow down, to read more, and to take the long way home. And I feel like as a writer, man, I feel like we need more writers who aren't afraid to stop shipping for a while. And that might be in summer for some of us. It might not that this might not be the season for that. I know last summer I had to work last summer, like even more rigorously than I did during the year, during the not summer. But even just to get into the mentality of knowing that as a writer, I need some, some consecutive time, some even weeks to feel like I don't have to produce. Now that doesn't mean I stop writing but sometimes it does mean I stop publishing or I stop sharing. It makes so much sense. And getting back to, you know, we've talked about the no mentor, not having a mentor, but having people in your life that you either are aware of or have a relationship with that you see like actively stopping, which is hard to see people stopping because then you don't see anything. (laughs) Uh, But just to pay attention to that and give yourself permission to stop and stop shipping and stop making yourself be creative or having deadlines or whatever it is for you that feels like hard work. It takes a lot more effort in my experience to keep my margins clean, like to sort of maintain those margins than it does to fill them up. And like, I, I don't pretend to, to know what brings margin in someone else's life, you know, like what margin for me might look different than margin for you or margin for somebody else. But I do know that if we don't define our own margins, then they're going to be defined 
for us. And usually that's in the form of no margins at all. For example, when I have requests that come my way for certain seasons, sometimes it's summer, sometimes it's other seasons, when I I know that I've already decided, like, I really want to keep some margins for family or for just whatever it is that I need space to think about. And sometimes that's just like, I have this really big decision to make. And I need some margin to make it. And then some opportunity comes along where someone asks. And usually the ask is always accompanied with the line that says, I know you're really busy, but. And we always say that to people like we want to acknowledge people are really busy. And like, I think that that's meant as a respectful ask, like I'm acknowledging that you have a lot going on. And so I know you're really busy. But but what I'm discovering for me is the truth is that I say no to those requests, not because I'm really busy, but because I'm not really busy and I have to fight to keep it that way. But that is not an easy practice because it's like you said, sister, people, we don't know when people are saying no to things because they're saying no to even talking about it a lot of times. Like (laughs) you don't like be like everyone and I'm going to write another post today about all the things I didn't do and all the things I've said no to. Like we just, you just don't write the post. That is, And we don't say, we don't announce of not writing the post. (laughs) Right. I mean, some people, some people do, but like you just do it once and then it gets, it, you just, it disappears, you know, (laughs) like it's just, (laughs) so it's, you have to, there aren't a lot of examples that are obvious that you point to of the negative space. But there are a lot of examples of people doing stuff that's so great. But the internet, you know, like, it's not going to take time off in summer. But we can. We can. And really, first of all, no one talks about this. That's why I love talking about it. But really keeping up your margin is a legitimate task on your to do list, (laughs) which seems so like an oxymoron. I know you've said before, Emily, it's you consider it part of your job. I do consider it part of my job because I write about creating space for your soul to breathe. And I, if I'm not doing that in my own personal life, like my, the writing is really not good <laughs> and it doesn't feel like it's coming from a real place. Right. So, okay. Your summer. This summer in particular? This summer. Yeah. This coming this summer. summer. I can't think about summer without thinking about the let it go um, snowman. Who sings about summer? Have you seen that? I, I saw it once, like alone in my room. Oh. My kids are too old and I have boys, so forgive me. You've got like four negatives against you for <laughs> remembering that movie. Yeah. Well, one thing that helps me is doing it wrong many summers in a row. <laughs> that'll so teach. That's, that'll teach. That'll preach. And that's what I've done, I feel like especially when I first started, when we're talking about, since we're talking about writing, when I first started sort of writing and taking my writing more seriously, I just like wrote during the school year, blah, 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 blah. Now my kids all go to school. And so I would write while they were at school. And then when summer came, I would sort of just keep on plowing along. It's almost like your car keeps coasting, but it ran out of gas, but it's going downhill. So it doesn't know it's got some momentum. <laughs> and then you realize like, oh, I need to go back up the hill, but you don't have any gas. That's kind of how it is about June 15th. <laughs> you realize like, oh, wait, I don't have gas in this car, meaning I don't have time anymore to do this writing work. Right. And so for me, just sort of mentally and spiritually changing my mind, number one, um, changing my expectation about what this series of weeks is going to look like, and then talking about that with my husband and like our kids even, and just myself, <laughs> and then being gentle with myself and and being realistic about what I can and can't get done. Because I, I don't stop writing 
like I said, I don't, I don't necessarily know more writing this summer, but I do, I do change the way that I share that writing or publish it. So practically speaking, as a writer, for me this very summer, a couple things that I'm doing in particular, one thing is I thought, what can I offer my readers that I can work on now, meaning like this was back in April or May, um, and even, even in June, that I can work on now that are, that's going to go on and can go on without me. So for me, that was a seven-day audio series that I just shared a week or so ago with my readers. And you can sign up anytime in the whole summer. So I'll sort of have it as a lead magnet. So it's just something that they'll get in their inbox once a day for seven days. And now, again, that's just a week-long thing. So if they do it the first week of summer, then that's it. But for me, I know that it can sort of run all summer for new readers coming in. So that's something that sort of goes on without me because it's once I've done all the work, it's just automated. So there's lots of different ways someone could do that just to think of how can I have something go on without me that I don't have to be right there doing something live. Another thing that I'm doing is well, I'm planning to do, I might write a few posts ahead of time and schedule them. Now, I've not done that before. There are summers where I've gone and just done, there's a whole month and the blog is silent. And I never apologize for that because I don't think people care. But this summer, I think I might just try to schedule a few posts ahead of time and just have them go up. And I also, a third thing I'm doing is I've invited some guest posters this summer of some of my favorite writers who are going to be sharing some work. I think I might have maybe one per week going up. And that's a way to like share their writing and also to to just have, you know, something happening on the blog, even though I'm not there. So it feels it feels kind of fun. It's like I get to host people at my place. Sometimes that can be more work than it feels like it's worth. Like if you have to read a million guest posts, what I did was I just specifically asked 10 people. And then if they didn't say yes, I would ask 10 more people or whatever. But rather than like opening it up, like who wants to guest post? Um, but those are some things I'm doing. What about you? Well, first of all, I think you are very prepared for summer. <laughs> and actually, you and I talked about this the other day. And you told me about your guest posters. And I thought, that's such a good idea. I'm I want to copy my sister and do that too. Like I even asked you, will you be I'll feature you I should do people's houses. And I went home and told Caroline, my assistant, this is the idea. Emily's doing this, we should do this. We should collect people. And then by this morning, I hated the idea because it felt like too much work for me. <laughs> it just felt like another schedule, another yeah. thing to have to keep up with. And then when their post goes live, I want to make sure I share it because they were so generous. And, you know, someone else is going to, hey, you said you're going to post my post today and you didn't. It suddenly felt like I was going to hate myself for doing it. Yep. So I did not do that. But I love all the different things you're doing. Like you have a gift, you have something kind of on the regular, and then you have something you do beforehand. And it doesn't mean everyone has to do that stuff. And I know you kind of thought about your stuff way out just because you allowed yourself to do that. But really, I feel like, you know, if I took 24 hours, like the next 24 hours, and just thought really specifically about summer and what I could, you know, a future gift to my future self, I could probably do something that makes a difference and makes me feel like I have either my online or whatever, my Facebook stuff covered or Instagram posts, take some more pictures ahead of time, whatever. So anyway, for me, I haven't thought about as much as like, I'm going to do or have one, two or three ready. But I've thought about what I want for my summer. And so the things that I want for my summer, number one is rest. Number two, I want to 
be able to have like the room to plan for and think about my future work. And I want to be creative. And I feel like all of those things kind of work together. And they only do that when I give myself like the allowance and the time to do that. So that works really well in the summer for me. And I think too, like I know that with my community, summer is a little more slow. We're not online as much, you know, for someone else it might be in December and that's a better time for them to, to be slower. Or just if you're like us and have kids home, then you're automatically going to need to slow down a little bit. So with me, for the reader and for the audience, I thought more about myself because I'm so selfish. Um, but I made sure I didn't have any deadlines in the summer. So I didn't have anything I had to do second half of June, July, or August. I wouldn't put anything on the calendar. And then next week or in a few days, I'll put up an autoresponder for my email. So then I feel like it's kind of getting babysat or if if someone has something they're hoping for a response, they'll understand that I might not be in my email as much. And then I also don't have any plans to start something fresh and new during the summer, like a big project. I'm going to start this, such, you know, collecting information for such and such class. Like I'm not doing that. But I also am not going to be so hard on myself that if I really want to start something, then I'll let myself and right. I'll start something. <laughs> yeah. It's funny when you don't have to, then you might want to. That I think it always happens that way. Like when I, someone asked me yesterday, like, what are you doing this summer? And I said, well, I'm kind of taking it off, but that doesn't at all mean I'm not going to work. It just means the expectation and the deadlines, I've yeah. removed that. So I'm free to kind of work the way I want. And I, I feel like I ran my blog and online life that way for the first couple of years anyway, and loved it. So I look forward to it and the work will come I've done it long enough that I trust that the work will come and I won't, you know, there'll be days where I can't not write a blog post. I feel really confident with that. Yeah, I love that. And I know that there might be some people listening who are like, I wish I could, I wish that was my summer, but you might not have the luxury to, this might not be the season for that. But I dare say that it still feels just as life-giving if you can plan a season that will be that way. Like sometimes just knowing that I have a break coming gives me half of the relief I need from the break itself, if that makes any sense. Totally. Makes all the difference. It makes such a difference. Last summer, I didn't have I didn't have the luxury of taking much time off to do any of the things that sort of any of the things that we're talking about. But what I did do was I wrote down in my bullet journal and I I found this two days, perfect timing. And I this was the summer of 2015. So this was last summer. I wrote down what I want to do in summer of 2016. <laughs> and Ooh. I wrote a list because I knew that next summer, meaning this summer, I wasn't going to have a giant deadline at the end of the summer. And so I wrote down. I was going to ask. <laughs> okay. It's very simple. Read novels. <laughs> Go to the pool every other day. I was a little, you know, exaggerated. <laughs> yeah. Try new recipes. And I spelled recipes wrong. <laughs> Learn to spell recipes. Just kidding. That's yeah, not my boring. List. Take a real break. I didn't define what that meant, but I know in my soul what it means. And then my last one is don't have a big deadline. Nice. And it's funny how like all those things that you said almost are all things that I said what I wanted this summer to be. And I've worked hard the past couple of months so that it could be that way. I agree. Like I think we have some summers are working summers and some summers are resting summers. And we've had both of those. And if you're lucky, you kind of do every other one and not like three working summers in a row or you get to take a resting winter maybe. 
Well, and if you're lucky, you know it's a working summer. Like sometimes you think it's going to be a resting summer oh, and it's a working the or the worst. other way around. Yeah. Like, this is going to be so restful, but I haven't, I haven't done anything intentional to make that true. And then the other way around can happen too, where you think it's going to be working, but you can't quite get up the gumption to do it. And you're like, never mind. I just need to take a rest. But wouldn't it be so much more enjoyable if you knew that ahead of time? Right. So even kind of looking ahead and deciding like, what kind of summer does this need to be? Where is this going to be for me? (laughs) Well, if you take this seriously, if you take, if you take saying no and creating margin and approaching your season with intention, here's what's going to happen. You will uncover a fear of missing out like you've never felt since middle school. At least that's what happens with me is that when I finally decide oh, I'm going to say no, and I'm going to take time. It's like all of a sudden, you you might see all the things that everybody else is doing. And it might feel really crummy at first. And you might start to second guess your no and worry about the yeses that you've decided on. And you'll see all the important things that everyone else seems to be doing. And the the hard thing is sometimes they seem to be doing it. And they seem to be able to rest. Like, how can they be at the lake and have just launched this giant thing? Um, And you'll start to sort of, you could start to look at what everybody else is doing and doubt what you're doing. But if you keep at it, in my experience, what happens is that those no's come more easily and the yes comes more clear and the rest will come at the end of that. And I'm, I'm able to like laugh more and smile more and relax more and and really be more present. So it's not, the exercise is not passive. It takes a lot of courage, but it is possible and it is accessible and it is worth it. True. And that's so true about it's, you do notice when you're choosing not to do and not to produce and not to launch and not to start, you notice more all the other people that are doing that. (laughs) And you didn't notice when they weren't, you only notice when they are. Yeah. Yeah, I I say this all the time and it applies to the writing life just as much as it applies to like the life life is that fear will always push us around. And in my writing, I'm afraid of missing out or I'm afraid that I'm going to be behind or that I'm or the opposite, which is the same as I can't catch up with whatever the invisible expectation is that I have of myself as a writer to recognize that even though fear pushes, love leads us gently on. And so when I'm listening to the voice of love, whether that be the love of my family, the love of God, the love that comes from within myself or the work that I'm doing, things tend to work out a lot more simply than when I'm trying to push and make something happen that it's just maybe not the right season for. So I have one more question for you, sister. Do you make a book list of the books that you're going to read for the summer? No, I'm not that organized. Do you have in your mind books that you think you might want to read in the summer? I'm on my fourth book this week. So I just read whatever comes. (laughs) See, I'm organized, but you're a way faster reader. (laughs) So I would rather be you. No. (laughs) Do you have a book list? Well, I'm working on it. Apparently, yes. That's so smart. I feel like so many times the things that I write are reflected in what I'm reading, not like I'm copying what I'm reading, but it all talks together in your head, you know, just like the things you experience in your life inform what you write and what you, you know, what you're thinking about. I always try to have like this summer, usually I try to have probably more like a lot of people, novels or more fiction. Um, So I have a couple of those on my list. And then I always this summer, I want to have at least one writing book that I read. And I think it's going to be the book by, um, is it William Zinser? 
Um, it's called On Writing Well. And then I'm reading Chasing Francis by Ian Morgan Cron, which is kind of like it's fiction, but it's also kind of like I try to read like a spiritual sort of and then a writing and then fiction. And so Chasing Francis is a fiction, but it's also kind of a spiritual book. I'm rereading Let Your Life Speak by Parker Palmer. Yeah. Have you read that? Only because my baby sister told me to. She's very smart. Yeah, I've already read it once or twice, but it's very small. So it's a quick read. But it just helps me remember to listen to my own life. And that and it, if you need a book to read this summer, if you're having trouble saying no to things or figuring out, like, what are you doing with your life? Read Parker Palmer's Let Your Life Speak. It's such a great, quick, small little read. But it's so, like, it's so freeing because it helps you realize maybe part of my struggle is that I'm trying so hard to make my life be something that it doesn't want to be. Um, and so this book kind of asks good questions. And, you know, so I'm rereading that just because it's a nice, you know, reminder. I like your categories. You have like fiction, you have work, yeah. and then you have a reread, which I never plan to read rereads. I like that that's kind of on your list to purposely reread. I hate say the word reread a lot. <laughs> so yeah, I just happen to pick up the rereads. I never plan that. I'm going to start planning that. That's really smart. And something else, because I journal a lot, I am planning to reread a couple of my journals and just what? like go back. Yeah, because really? I have all these insights that I forget about. Oh. <laughs> I guess that was that's what happens when you're really smart and record it. <laughs> I'll take but even like I'll record insights of others, not just my right. own. No, insight. it's really oh. smart. It's insights. so smart. <laughs> you write it down and then I may as well burn them all if I don't reread them. Yeah, don't even so, take the time to write it. I know, just think it, which doesn't help. So <laughs> I'm rereading a couple of those from some specific times in my life that I want to know that I've learned some things from. Oh if that my makes gosh, any sense. that is such a genius move. That yeah. is brilliant. Thanks. I could write that down in my journal as an insight. Yes. And then in three years, you'll read it again. <laughs> I'm going to start journaling just so I can reread them. Nah, re-read no, I'm not. <laughs> you can just read mine. <laughs> no, yeah. So I'm doing that. And it helps because like I'll record quotes that were meaningful from yeah. like three years ago or from a mentor that I used to have. Like that was so prophetic what she said and it will help me even be thankful or be like, oh, I never did that thing that I meant to do. You are so prepared for summer. Well, it's one thing to be prepared. It's another thing to live it. So let's hope those two things match up. <laughs> I think they will. Yes. So carry on, read more books and don't be afraid to stop publishing. Well, does that help? If you can't take a break this summer, I hope you're encouraged to think about when you can. The Hope Writers podcast is just one part of the encouragement you can find inside Hope Writers. And like Emily and Michael and like the Hope Writer podcast, the Hope Writer membership site is taking a break and is closed to new members for the summer. We'd love to join you when Hope Writers reopens in the fall. We know what it's like to feel intimidated, weary, aimless, frustrated, and you just want to hear from someone who's been there. That's why we started Hope Writers. It's a place to be a better writer, learn how to share your work, maintain balance in your life so you can write, and there's a private Facebook page to connect and make friends and ask questions. A whole community of people to journey with. We'd love to connect with you inside Hope Writers this fall. Just visit hopewriters.com slash trial to get on the wait list, and we'll let you know when Hope Writers reopens. Thanks for joining Season 1 of the Hope Writer Podcast. Season 2 begins 
on the other side of the summer pond. And if I squint, I can see that pond and Ronnie and me and our, our bikes are thrown down at the edge of the pond. We're still panting. It was a long ride, but now we're here and school's out and the sun's still low and it's not hot yet. And we already want to dig in those brown paper bags our mom gave us, but no, not yet. There's laughing and other important things to do first. Yeah. And final words of hope from writer Doug Larson. If people concentrated on the really important things in life, there'd be a shortage of fishing poles. Thanks for listening.